Red Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone, Terry Cushman coming to you with what I like to call a bonus segment. I try to do at least one of these a week. Sometimes it's me solo, sometimes it's me bringing on other co-hosts, random guests, what have you. Tonight, just by myself, I'm kind of going to get into some Yankees baseball here. I think they're done. Seven games into the season. I know that's ridiculously early. To me, it looks like they're done. Corey Kluber pitched today, only lasted two and one-thirds innings, gave up five runs, only three of which were earned. He doesn't look good. His fastball is down to a 90.4 mile an hour average. He's 35 years old, hasn't pitched a full season since 2018, and he hasn't been looking good. He has wasn't looking good in, in spring training either. And Kluber is supposed to be their number two starter. Their number two starter. They're pinning the hopes of their season on a guy like Kluber. Now, you can say Jamison Tyon, oh, he's their number two. Well, he looked okay in his first start, but what's he going to look like in a full season in the AL East? He comes from the weak National League Central and low-pressure Pittsburgh with the Pirates. I can't see him holding up too well, Jamison Tyon, over the course of a full season. And then who do you have behind Tyon and a busted Kluber? You got just a mishmash of guys. Domingo Herman is one of them. Uh, Jonathan Loizaga maybe could see some time in the rotation. Jordan Montgomery, who is a career back end of the rotation guy, not going to carry a rotation by any means. If I'm a Yankees fan, I don't know how I'm not pulling my hair out. I I really don't. The Kansas City Royals won a championship in 2015 with a really shoddy rotation. That's the last time a championship got won with a shoddy rotation. They had a killer bullpen, and the Yankees have had a killer bullpen in years past, not this year. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I forget his name already. Their ace was just a journeyman pitcher. Oh, what was his name? I knew it before I came on. But he lost his father hours before he took his, his game one start in the World Series and they had the other kid who tragically passed away, Jordano Ventura. They actually did trade for Johnny Cueto, so he, he was an okay 
starting pitcher at that time. He had his ups and downs throughout the playoffs, though. Got thumped, and then he'd pitch a good game. Then he'd get thumped the next time. But that was not a great rotation, and it's hard to get away with that and win a championship. It just it almost doesn't happen. If you go to the World Championship Cubs in 2016, they had John Lester, who was still kind of, he was in his prime, but towards the end of his prime, had like a 2-4-4 ERA that year. Still a fantastic year. Jake Arrieta was in that rotation. He had a great year as well, was the Cy Young the season before. John Lackey pitched a pretty good year. That was like his age 38, 39 season, something like that. Uh, They had Kyle Hendricks. That was probably the only good year he ever pitched. He was also cruising in Game 7 of the World Series when Madden kind of surprisingly took him out and then almost blew the game because of it. But that was a very good Cubs rotation. Then you go 2017, Justin Verlander, Dallas Keuchel, Charlie Morton, three highly serviceable pitchers, and they won a championship. 2018 with the Red Sox, you had Chris Sale, David Price, which kills me to lump David Price in there, but he did win three games that postseason. And then Nathan Avoldi pitched well. He was the hero of that 18-inning game. Uh, Didn't have a bad game by any means throughout that entire postseason run. So that was a very uh, serviceable rotation. Even Rick Porcello pitched well in that postseason. And then finally... 2019, with the Nationals, you had Max Scherzer, who was phenomenal that whole month. You had Steven Strasburg, who was won an MVP in, I think, either the World Series or the NLCS. You had Patrick Corbin. That was a very good rotation. The Yankees never have a great rotation going into the playoffs. Go back to that 29 season, they, 2019 season. They had James Paxton, Masahiro Tanaka, who was starting to not look so great. And they had Jay Happ. That just was not a good rotation. They, they would have got killed by the Nationals had they not lost to the Astros. Brian Cashman just fundamentally does not understand pitching. He just doesn't. When was the last time the Yankees had a stud rotation? You got to go back a long, long way. They didn't make it to a World Series this past previous decade, the 2010s, whatever you call that decade. They didn't make it to a World Series. It's the first time in the history of the Yankees franchise they went a full decade not making it to one. And guess what? They're probably not going to make it to one this year, uh, this decade, rather. (laughs) Definitely not this year, but this entire decade. If they do somewhat of a teardown and restock the farm and then make some smart signings, smart trades, then maybe towards the end of the decade, 2027, 2028, 2029, maybe one of those years they get back there. But it's not trending the right way. And I heard all winter long from Yankees fans, oh, yeah, we got to get DJ LeMahieu. That's the number one priority. That's the number one priority. Uh, Apparently it was because that was one of the big moves that they made. But it shouldn't have been the biggest priority. 
they should have went after pitching someone better than Kluber. And you could have you could have non-tendered Gary Sanchez. I know he's gotten off to a good start in seven games, but it's going to go into the toilet at some point. And then pitchers from the pitching staff aren't going to want to work with him. Garrett Cole already doesn't. They have to use that Kyle Higashioka kid, who's a fine backup, by the way. But but they could have saved eight or ten million bucks by getting rid of Gary and allocating that money to a starting pitcher. Taiwan Walker looks pretty good. I'm kind of mad the Red Sox went Garrett Richards instead of Walker, who signed for ten million bucks. Jake Odorizzi was out there the whole time. He's kind of getting delayed into the Astros rotation because he just didn't sign till late. So they're they're getting him ready, but he's going to be pitching uh, within the next uh, week or so with the Astros. But Odorizzi was a solid middle-of-the-rotation guy. Could have been had. Other guys out there as well. And the Yankees just went after Kluber because I guess he was a name and... That they were fine with it, and then they got tie on. Like I said, I don't think that's gonna work out too well. DJ LeMahieu should not have been the number one priority. All they did was they he's in his age thirty three season right now, and they gave him a six year contract to take him through his age thirty nine season. That's gonna be painful. That is gonna be painful. And you just look at all the moves that they've made. I mean, the Giancarlo Stanton trade, obviously, a complete albatross. Can't stay healthy. He's always one ugly slide into second or third base from hurting his knee and then missing six to eight weeks. And then the other problem they're dealing with already in the first week of the 2021 season Aaron Judge isn't healthy enough to be in the lineup. He's got side soreness, which probably is an oblique, which is not a good injury to have. He's had issues with that, but not healthy. How many games are you going to get out of Aaron Judge? I'm going to say confidently. This this might sound bold to a Yankees fan, but I'm going to say confidently under 100 games and possibly well under 100 games. Not a healthy guy. And he's 28 now. I think he turns 29 by the end of the month. I'm already starting to wonder, is Aaron Judge less durable than Giancarlo Stanton? That's just, it's insane. And I keep hoping that Cashman will be stupid enough to give Judge a long-term extension. I, I hope he still is, but there's just so many red flags now. I'm kind of doubting that Judge will get that massive extension. And he's not going to get any healthier in his 30s. Life doesn't work that way. <laughs> you you get unhealthier. And look at Jacoby Ellsbury. They had to basically put him in the witness protection program. This is a Yankees team that is done, and they were done before it started. I'm the only member of this podcast. There's five of us hosts. A couple of them had the Yankees go into the World Series, and 
I'm not knocking them for that. Uh, a lot of smart baseball people, I'm sure, had the Yankees go into the World Series. But I, I'm the only host on this podcast that just did not see them as a playoff team. I do not have them making the playoffs. I picked the A's to win the West, which is looking pretty ugly at the moment. So that meant that I had the Astros as a wild card team. And who was my other one? Uh, the White Sox was because I boldly picked the Indians to uh, win that division. The American League is is tough, but regardless, I didn't see the Yankees as one of the top five teams that's going to make the playoffs. And you're starting to see teams right now, the Angels, looking better than they have in probably the better part of a decade, playing very good baseball right now. I think even though Oakland is off to a 1-7 and seven start, I think they will slowly get it back together. The Twins are looking good in the Central. Admittedly, I kind of discounted them a little bit. I didn't think their rotation would be great. I didn't think their their bullpen would be great. But they're winning baseball games and uh, in first place at the moment. The White Sox are 4-4. Four and four. On paper, you just got to believe that they're too good to not win at least upper 80s you know, for number of wins. And I just can't count out. I can't count out the Indians. And then finally in the American League, I think the Rays are going to win the division. That was my pick. I I think they're balanced enough. I think they have a, a manager that's that's used to thinking outside the box. And I, I think they're going to win the division. I could be wrong. And if I am wrong, they could certainly be a wild card team. So just so many teams, Toronto, who knows, they don't have Springer back yet, but they're still pretty loaded offensively. So the this Yankees team is just absolutely done. This window has com- almost completely closed on, on them. And the hilarious thing, being a Red Sox fan, is we handed them the division because we had to fire Dombrowski, we had to trade off some some pieces we had to rebuild the farm a little bit and we're tied for first place right now seven games in I still think we're not a great team and we're probably gonna finish I, I picked 78 wins I want to be wrong about that believe me but who knows I mean they they could exceed expectations and and go on a run. Tomorrow and the next day, or I should say today and the next day, by the time most of you listen to this, with Richards and Pavetta pitching uh, to end the Baltimore series, two big starts. So we'll see. We'll see with the Red Sox. But nonetheless, the Red Sox handed the division to the Yankees and said, here you go. We're going to suck for at least two or three years. So try to win a championship, and now we're starting to look competitive this year, and I think we're definitely going to be competitive in 2022. The Red Sox will be, and the Yankees are just going to slip further out of it. They've got no pitching to bring up, essentially. They could bring up Davey Garcia, but he tops out at 90 miles an hour. I think he's 
a half a notch above what Henry Owens was, which isn't nearly good enough. They only trusted him to pitch that one inning of the playoffs last October before Jay Happ came in. Clark Schmidt is one of their top pitching prospects. Still not throwing due to an elbow strain. I'm going to, I'm just going to call it right now. Not going to see him this season on the big club. He's either going to have Tommy John or he's going to have setbacks and he's just not going to make it up to the club. Luis Severino, he could be back by July or so, but what are you getting out of him? Are you getting the frustratingly inconsistent guy? Is now that his elbow's better, is he going to hurt his shoulder again? I just, I don't know what to expect from a guy like Severino. And they could be pretty well buried by the time he comes back. So they've got a lot of issues there. And this is a team that's desperately tried to make it to a World Series this previous decade. And not only did they not make it, this past October, they got destroyed by a team with a $60 million payroll. The Tampa Bay Rays. $60 million is roughly what their payroll was. The Yankees have two players on their team basically making that much money. That's Garrett Cole and Giancarlo Stanton. And they got beat by a team with a $60 million payroll because Brian Cashman is extremely overrated and one of the most outdated managers, uh, general managers in Major League Baseball. He has a 1990s, early 2000s mindset and his rosters are never balanced. And then on top of that, you've got Aaron Judge. They uh, Aaron Judge. Oh, excuse me. For the record, it's almost 11 p.m. right now. But uh, they they had their manager Aaron Boone supposedly making the decisions during the game. And, and if they're not, I mean, what's who's their analytics department? Are those the same dummies that said to trade for Stanton? give LeMahieu a six-year deal through his age 39 season. Uh, there, There's a gross level of incompetence, no matter who you want to blame it on. And I can't see Aaron Boone solving a lot of problems. Thinking on his feet like a guy like Kevin Cash would or, or Alex Cora even, for that matter. He's just not that smart, and it's just hilarious to me that they fire a smart guy like Girardi, and then they give this team to Aaron Boone to manage throughout this entire window of competitiveness that they didn't have basically 2013 through 2016, and <laughs> it's just it's just absolute insanity. Yankee fans will be in denial and they'll say it's early. Don't count us out, but I'm counting them out. I see the writing on the wall. They don't have a rotation. Their bullpen's a little questionable. They got Chapman. Britain's gone. I don't know what the status of Justin Wilson is, who had an injury uh, late in spring training. 
they're going to have the Chad Greens and the Michael Kings of their bullpen. Not great. And another dumbass move by Cashman. He gave us Adam Ottavino for free, basically. Well, not not for free. We didn't have to give up a prospect. We're paying the full salary, but we didn't give up a prospect, and they threw in a prospect. So we got we got a free prospect, Adam Ottavino, and then they put Garrett Whitlock in the Rule 5 draft, and he's been an absolute stud out of the Red Sox bullpen. Their bullpen would look so good right now with Whitlock and Ottavino, but they gave them to their arch rival, the Red Sox. That's how stupid Brian Cashman is. And it's just crazy to me how Yankee fans defend that guy. It's just absolutely unbelievable. He made one good trade. The Chapman with the Cubs deal that got that got Glaber Torres over, who by the way can't throw the ball to first base. This is a team that's playing like crap right now. And Glaber Torres, who is playing shortstop, can't throw the ball to first base. He's got the yips or something. It's just 2021 for for that baseball team is going to be a complete disaster. And I'm here for it. And you're already seeing the misery on Yankees Twitter, by the way. Just meltdown after meltdown. And I think some of them, even though they kind of are in denial, I think in the back of their mind, subconsciously, they're seeing the writing on the wall as well. So... Anyway, that's my spiel. Hope you're all having a good weekend. Hope you're enjoying the baseball. And we'll be back with you on Sunday night to talk about the rest of this Orioles series. Charlie Smith, Jason Kelly will be with me. Again, have a good weekend. Take care.